welcome to Miami Valley Church. My name is Pastor Jen. If you just joined us for the very first time today, I want to say welcome. I hope that you are around friends and family in a house church as we go through God's word together. That is just the beauty of what God is doing among us. As we engage in God's word, uh, we can uh, share with each other, hey, this is this is what God is doing in my heart. As we went through this scripture, this is what God uh, began revealing to me about himself. and Or maybe this is how I'm wrestling with this scripture. And hey, here's how we can be praying uh, for each other. This is how you can pray for me specifically as I go through this week, meditating on God's word or what, I'm, what I've been hearing. Or hey, this is how uh, I want to encourage you this week as you go through this week. Maybe uh, your friends, your family, your house, church, you, you know some things that are coming up. And maybe this is one of those ways that we can be praying for each other. Hey, I know that this is coming up. I want to encourage you this week. And that is just the beauty of what God is doing, that we are able to engage in God's word together and hear just just what it's doing inside of each one of us. And so as we've been going through it all, as we are going through all of God's word together, we find ourselves right here in the wilderness section, the book of Exodus. And if you're just joining us, you can go to our YouTube channel, Miami Valley Church, and catch up. Uh, last week, we looked at this, this tabernacle, this tent, this dwelling place, this, this meeting place, this intersection where God is going to be with his people. And it's absurd. It's It's crazy that a holy God would dwell right here in the middle of camp, right here in the middle of everything that's going on. He said, I want it to be right in the middle and everything else revolve around me. God wants to be in the middle of your life. And if you missed it or if you were only able to, to listen to it through the podcast, would you go back to our YouTube channel, Miami Valley Church, and watch the message from August the 14th on the tabernacle. I need you to see visually and to grasp just who it is that we get to come before and that we get to praise. And family, this is just one of those moments right now where we just need to stop. Early on as a community of believers, we said that the Lord was leading us into a wilderness season. That God was leading us out of a place and taking us somewhere else. Remember back with me, a wilderness is not a destination place. No one travels to a wilderness. No, you're typically traveling through the wilderness. And so it's this place, it's this location where uh, you, you're, you're not where you were, but you're also not where you wanna be. We've used this illustration of a detour, right? It's, it's not where you were, it's not where you uh, are going to, but it's this, this in-between, it's, it's a detour of where you are going. You were here, but now you are here. And this detour, it, 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 if you're looking at it on a map, it's not necessarily the quickest way or the quickest route. Because along the way, there are going to be some things that, that need to happen. And God uses this place, this location, this moment, this wilderness as a teaching moment. He gets us out of our comfort zone by changing our place and, and changing our pace to grab our attention. Have you ever been in a different location Maybe that was outside of, of the norm for you, or maybe it's a, uh, a different pace where he slowed you down and he's tried to get your attention. And one of those things that he's taught us early on in this wilderness season was that he desires to be praised. In fact, there is nothing more important that we have to do than to worship him. There's nothing more important that we have to do 
but to worship him. So before we do anything else, let's just stop right now. Let's stop right here in this moment and let's acknowledge who he is. Let's praise him right now. Almighty, sovereign, all-knowing. God, you know everything. Your thoughts are, are way higher than our thoughts. Your ways are are so much more beautiful than our little minds can comprehend, God, as we try to, to worry and, and, and just overthink our way through everything. God, your thoughts are way higher than our thoughts. God, you are the one who sees. You are everlasting. You are eternal. Before anything, you were. God, you've seen the beginning, you've seen the end, and you know every single detail that goes on in between. There's nothing that catches you by surprise, nothing that catches you off guard. You are the one who sees. God, you are so loving, you are so abundant and, and pouring out your grace and mercy over us, God. We, there's no way that we could ever earn it. There's no way that we could ever do it on our own or be good enough on our own. God, it's by your grace that you pour out. It's by your mercy, God, not giving us what we truly deserve. God, you are so abundant and you pour out blessing and you provide day after day, moment after moment. God, we acknowledge that you are provider. And so, God, we just stop right now in this moment and acknowledge you are God. You are above anything else. There's nothing that compares to you. You are so beautiful, God, as we just gaze upon you, as we fix our eyes on you and all your glory and all your splendor, as all of heaven right now is praising you, surrounding your throne, casting crowns at your feet, you are worthy. Lord, we love you and we just thank you right now that we get to come before you, that you invite us to come boldly before you and praise you. What a joy and privilege it is to praise you. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. There's nothing more important that we have to do than to worship him. Family, this week has been a hard week in our in our family, in our home, as our oldest daughter, Phoebe, started kindergarten this week. As all of you parents know, it is a huge transition. All the coordination and preparation, it's a whole new rhythm of life, right? The drop-off, the, the, the packing of the lunch, the uh, what are they gonna wear today, the pickup after, after they're done, who's gonna watch them uh, once they're picked up, did they uh, get an assignment? Do they have homework? And just all the things that go in, it's a whole new rhythm as we're learning to adjust. And it's a change of place and it's a, a change of pace for us. And maybe your child isn't starting kindergarten this week, but instead, maybe you're packing the boxes that's in their room as they leave for their freshman year of college. And it's going to be different. There's going to be now an empty room in your home and it's gonna be a change of place for them and it's gonna be a change of pace for both of you. Or maybe your kids are all grown up and uh, maybe you've spent the last 40 years at your job and at the end of this month coming up, 
It's going to be your last day before you retire. No longer are you going to be driving into the office. No longer are you going to be going in at nine and getting off at five. And it's going to be a change of place and it's going to be a change of pace. Or maybe last week when your boss called you into the office and he said, go ahead and shut the door behind you. He said, you've been here for a while now and we appreciate every single thing that you've done. You've gone above and beyond, but unfortunately, due to some staffing changes, we are gonna have to let you go. It's gonna be a change of place and it's gonna be a change of pace. What do you do? Life is going to look different. Routines and schedules are going to change and there's gonna be a whole new rhythm that needs to be established. So whether you're a parent of a new kindergartner, or a freshman in college, or you're finding yourself transitioning uh, out of the workplace or into a new job, you're wondering, how did I get here? And in all these situations, it requires adjustments and learning new rhythms and, and learning new patterns. And in these transitions of life, listen for how the Lord is trying to teach you something. Will you allow him to be the one who sets your rhythm? Will you allow him to be the one who sets your pace? Remember back with me, the very first thing that God tells these people in Exodus in the wilderness, the very first thing that he tells them to do, the very first thing he tells them, he says to change your calendar. He says, I know that this is what you were used to. You had been living in this culture, in this, in this region for 430 years. There are going to be things that, that seem normal to you. It's going to be uh, a familiar pattern, a familiar rhythm of your life. But he says, I need you to change. He says, I am the Lord, your God. I want to be the Lord, your God, the personal, relational, intimate God in your life. I want to be your God. I will be your God. You will be my people. And this is how you are to live. He's wanting to change their rhythm. He's wanting to change their pace. He's wanting to change their, their pattern of living. For 430 years, these people saw the, the, the things over and over again. Maybe it was worshiping idols or, or even their calendars. Just think about that, how their calendars revolved around uh, sometimes even idol worshiping. Their calendars revolved around this until the very first thing that God tells them. He says, change your calendar. I'm going to be your pace setter. I'm going to be the one who establishes your rhythm. Exodus 12, 2, God says, from now on, this month will be the first month of the year for you. And I want to ask you today, are you allowing him, maybe you're in a, a transition period in life, are you allowing him to be your pace setter? As all the, as all the things are, are distracting you and keeping you busy and how am I going to get through this, are you allowing him to establish your rhythm? As he has been teaching us about praise and spending time with him each and every day and just getting before him and praising him, how are you doing in that? Will you be honest today? Maybe early on you got into a good rhythm of, of spending time with him. Maybe earlier in this year as you, as you were going through his word and you were uh, journaling and taking notes about how he was speaking to you and for whatever reason uh, you, you've stopped. And maybe you haven't been as disciplined in making it part of your daily routine. Would you start back up? He desires for you to spend time with him and praise him. Would you set your alarm to wake up maybe 10 minutes earlier and just spend time with him? Start your day each day in praise, just telling him exactly who he is. Be intentional about starting uh, maybe your lunch break in praise and telling him, God, you are the one who provides. 
God, you were the one who not only provided this lunch for me right here, this food that I get to to eat and uh, just allow into my body to give me strength and get through this day, but God, you were the very one who gave me breath today. God, you were the one who provided this job. God, you were the one who provided this vehicle that allowed me to go to this job. God, you are provider. Tell him who he is. Or maybe it's driving home. Would you go ahead and just turn the radio off? Turn off the podcast and just have a conversation with the Lord. Tell him who he is. Praise him on your way home. God, thank you so very much. I I praise you, Lord. You are the one who provides a home for me. God, you were the one who, uh, once again, provides this vehicle that I get to, to get to travel down this, this road. God, you were the one who provided the money to fill up this gas tank. God, you are a provider. Have a conversation with him. Make it part of your nightly routine as you, as you get together with your family right before bed. Instead of scrolling through useless information and cluttering your, your mind with unnecessary noise, pick up uh, just, just one characteristic. Just pick one characteristic of God and praise Him for that. God, you are provider. God, you are sustainer. God, I praise you that you are the one who provided this bed that I get to lay down in this evening. God, I want to praise you. Check this out, 40 to 45% of the decisions we make are habits. It's small movements that lead to a new way of living. It's, it's a pattern, it's a rhythm. And are you allowing him to establish that rhythm? Is it revolving around him? Is he in the center? In Exodus, these people are in the wilderness and they've been living in this culture of of Egypt for 430 years, 430 years. Think about how much undoing needed to be done. God says, I know that that's what you were used to, but I am the Lord, your God. I'm personal, I'm intimate. I want to be relational. He says, I will be your God and you will be my people. And this is how you are to live. This is the rhythm. This is the pattern. Where is God trying to get your attention? How are you doing it? Stopping and listening. This wilderness journey, this detour, Family, it's cleverly thought out. God knows and and has purposed you to be exactly where you are. When you find yourself in a difficult place or location, realize the Lord has either placed you there or he has allowed you to be there. He's placed you there or he has allowed you to travel through it. And you may not understand it or know why, but he does. His thoughts are way above our thoughts. His, 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 His ways are way better than our ways. Maybe you have been on a detour when you're traveling. A detour is not necessarily the quickest route. It may even take you uh, what seems to be way off course. My wife and I were recently traveling and our GPS alerted us that there was a bad accident on the major highway that we were about to take. And so my GPS had automatically redirected us into a new route, a detour, a roundabout way, and looking at it on the map, because I started looking, I'm like, that's not the way we came. And I started looking at the map and uh, the, the, the new route, the detour, the roundabout, it was taking us, didn't necessarily make sense as I was looking at the map because it wasn't the quickest way. It wasn't uh, the straightest way. It took us way out of the way. But what it was doing, family, it was guiding us to avoid being stuck. It was guiding us to avoid being stuck. See, at that point, we were faced with a decision. We could, we could listen to the GPS, we could follow the instructions, and we could avoid the mess. We could keep traveling the same way. We could keep going down the, the way that was familiar, the way that we had, had came. 
what would happen is, is we would go straight into the mess. We would go straight into being stuck for who knows how long. You know, though, how it is, right? While you're on the detour, whether you have a map in front of you or not, you're always looking for the detour signs to continue to direct you. Because the detour usually takes you way out of the way. Uh, and it's longer than the initial route, right? You start to worry, you start to second guess. Should we have turned back there, right? Should we have taken that street? Uh, that road looks like it, it, it goes back to the highway. Should we have taken that one? Or should we just keep going straight? Are we better off turning around at this point? And when you stop seeing these detour signs, then the panic really sets in. Where is it at in your life that there's about to be a major accident? And God is trying to get your attention to reroute you, to take you off course, to take you out of what's familiar. And he's changing your place and he's changing your pace to try to get your attention to listen to him so that you can avoid being stuck, so that you can avoid getting into a mess. And the same is true in our lives. We ask the questions, which way am I supposed to go? How did this happen to me? Was I, was I supposed to go uh, left back there? Should I have chose that way? I'm not even sure that I'm going the right way. How did I get here? How did I get into this mess? And family, while all of those are, are valid questions, what if we ask it this way? God, I'm not sure how I got here. I'm not sure where I'm at, but how can I glorify you right here in this situation, right here? How can you get glory out of it? Family, we need to be more concerned about God's glory than our exit ramp. Wilderness journeys are hard. And the unknown is what drives us crazy. But what if instead of always looking for the way out, we were more concerned with praising the one who is leading and guiding us through? Psalm 136, 1-3 says, Thank God. He deserves your thanks. His love never quits. Thank the God of all gods. His love never quits. Thank the Lord of all lords. His love never quits. Have you thought about that truth? His love never quits. Say that out loud right now in your house, church. His love never quits. His love never quits. One more time. His love never quits. Do you believe that today? His love will never quit on you. Make it personal today. His love will never quit on me. Do you need to tell yourself that today? His love will never quit on me. He will never abandon me. He will never leave me to try to figure it out on my own. He will never say, okay, from now on, it's 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 on you to, to figure it out. It's on you to find your way out of this mess. His love never quits. Family, we need to keep our eyes on the Lord. Don't veer off course. Don't let doubt direct us or question the path that he's leading us down. Instead, let's praise him at every twist and turn. Lord, you see it all. You've seen it from beginning to end, and we will trust you at all times. You are the one who is leading us and guiding us. You are the one who promises you will never quit on us. You will never abandon us. And so, Lord, we will trust you. I will keep my eyes fixed on you, the one who directs my steps. You are trustworthy. You are faithful. And maybe you're listening to this today, and you don't see how you're going to get through this season of life you're not where you were. You're not where you want to be. You're right here in the middle. You're right there in the wilderness. 
and you're walking through it and you don't see where the next step is going to be. You don't see uh, where the next five steps are going to be. But will you say today, Lord, I will trust you because you were the one who is leading me. You were the one who is guiding me. And you promised that you would never leave me. Your love never quits. He wants you to trust him. Think back with me before any twists or turns were taken. Remember the verse that he began putting on our hearts. Psalm 37, 3, just six words, trust the Lord and do good. Trust the Lord and do good. And little did we know where he would lead us. But before one step was taken, he told us to trust him. Family, he is oh so faithful. He is so faithful. And in this wilderness, this, this teaching moment, we are learning new ways of how to trust him. We are learning that even when we can't see it or we don't understand it, he knows and that ultimately we should praise him. He is worthy of praise and he desires praise. There's nothing he hasn't seen already and there's nothing that catches him by surprise. There's nothing that catches him off guard. So may we trust him and praise him at every opportunity. Every opportunity is an opportunity to praise him. I told you this week has been uh, hard for the Wolters family in our home with our oldest daughter starting her first day of kindergarten and all the emotions, as you can imagine, all the feelings began to just overwhelm us as we watched our oldest daughter Phoebe get onto that bus. But it wasn't just uh, because she was going to kindergarten. It was in that moment that I watched her stepping onto that bus. I reflected back to sitting in the doctor's office. My wife, Bailey, and I were told that children were gonna be difficult for us to have. And I remember praying, I remember going home that day and, and Bailey and I getting on our knees before the Lord. And I remember him telling us, trust me, trust me. We had no idea how beautiful his plan for our lives to invite children and families and strangers into our home who needed to be loved and cared for. We had no idea what that would look like. All we could see that day was the dead end. All we could hear that day was the door closing, telling us that it was gonna be difficult for us. But looking back, we see how God was just using it. He was setting it up to create an opportunity for him to be glorified. 60 days into saying yes to him and opening our home to love those who didn't know love, he gave us a child of our own. And this baby girl, this baby girl who would be such a blessing in our home would be born to hear all about the God who hears our cry, the God who is concerned, the God who is a provider, and she would hear about this incredible story of how he makes a way even when it looks impossible. She would hear about this God who is so personal that he wants a relationship with us. Over these last five years, she would grow up knowing that God loves her so much that he made a way through his one and only son, Jesus, so that he could be with her all these emotions and all these memories 
came rushing in as I watched her step onto that bus and all I could do was see the hand of God and how he had been moving, how he had been working, how he heard our cry and how he acted. Our God is so faithful. He will never leave us. His love never quits. And all I could do is praise the Lord. You've seen it all, you see it all, Lord. Your way is so perfect and your timing is always best. I will praise the Lord. And I hope this encourages you wherever you are today. How is the Lord trying to get your attention? Are you listening? Are you allowing him to set your pace and establish your rhythm? Maybe you're in a, a transitional period in life and it's gonna look different. It's gonna be a different place and a different pace. How are you praising him? Are you intentional about accepting his invitation to spend time with him? Do you believe he knows best? And are you surrendering to his perfect will and his perfect timing? Will you trust him? He is faithful and he always shows up. Remember the promise that we looked at last week? He says, I will meet you there. He's faithful. Will you praise him today? Will you trust him? Let's pray together. Almighty God, faithful and true. Your promise is good. Your word says that you will never quit. Your love will never quit. God, may that truth right now be driven deep inside of hearts. All over this place right here, this community, this valley where you place us, all over this world, God, people who are listening, all over the world right now, different countries, different languages. God, maybe years from now, as they hear this truth, may it, may it be driven deep in their heart that they would know that you are the God whose love never quits. You never abandon us. You never leave us. The same one who knows exactly where we are or has allowed us to go through this period. God, you are the one who desires to lead us, to guide us. And all you ask is for us to listen to you and to trust you because you have seen it all. And so Lord, may we listen, may we come before you and praise you. You are praiseworthy. May we listen as you guide us, as you lead us and you direct our steps. And may we be obedient to say yes, Lord, we will follow you, whatever it looks like. Praise the Lord. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen.